today we have with us Mr. Abhishek Somani, Managing Director Somani Ceramics. Uh, Abhishek is third generation family member to run Somani Ceramics. Uh, he started in 1995 as management trainee, uh, took over sales and marketing in the year 2000, and then took over as ED and overlooked other operations including finance and technical aspects, and post that there has been no looking back. Uh, we are also accompanied by rebuild team members, uh, Mr. Saikat, uh, who is the CFO, and Mr. Sunik. Uh, uh, Abhishek, sir, trust you have good. Uh, it, uh, thanks, thanks, sir, for uh, having, uh, for, for sharing your time. I, I have a few questions. Uh, I have di- dissected it into four or five key segments. Uh, first is on back of COVID. How do you see the prospects of uh, unorganized place that is Morbi versus organized sector? Uh, I'm more referring to the working capital issues which Morbi is likely to face, uh, the difficulties in plant research. And uh, is there some room or hope for market share gains for larger players, uh, the organized players, uh, going forward when we look at the new normal? If it's really, I think going forward, people are going to become more careful as to what they want to buy. Uh, so from a perspective of brand, uh, they're going to be more careful as to who they trust and uh, also want to know the brand. So from that point of view, I think brands will have a larger uh, share going forward. But as far as Morbi is concerned, their working capital was anyway very stretched uh, because of the extended credits they were giving in the market. And most of Morbi was servicing uh, the uh, real estate sector. And their extended credits are going to become pushed forward even further. So I think they were having, they're going to have serious uh, working capital issues. Um, Beyond which, it's hard to say what's going to happen. We don't know what the ground reality is and how bad the position is currently and how quickly the uh, position in India will bounce back. I think we're all reading the same newspapers and watching the same webinar. So, to that extent, uh, hard to say. But clearly, uh, we would be at an advantage. We have better balance sheets uh, than them and we have better working capital cycles than them. So, we are okay uh, relatively compared to them. Well, let there be no mistaking, finally, money is finite. So, if this continues for too long, the shutdown continues for too long, then everybody, every single company will run out of money at some time. But uh, as of now, we are fine. Uh, we don't have an issue from that point of view. But Morbi is going to clearly have certain uh, problems. But uh, every time we've seen such issues in Morbi, they've come up some solution of the other. Uh, so, let's see how they bounce back this time. But we do see that uh, some units will uh, get uh, shut, the ones which were anyway on a lifeline, uh, a very thin lifeline, and that is going to be a dampener for them. Uh, sir, we did read in the local newspapers that the working capital stretch for more B is upwards of 1,200-1,500 crores. Uh, how serious this could be? And uh, obviously for larger firms, that is not a problem. I think once things normalize, uh, one will look at probably inventory liquidation and then restarting the case. Uh, but how Morbi will face, overcome this difficulty? Is it like, likely to be far longer for them or is it the end of the tunnel? See, Morbi, they do not have too much stock. Uh, and even the, um, uh, the, the, the dealers also have not too much stock because generally the stock gets pushed in the end of March. And we actually effectively shut down more or less in the 15th, 16th of March because there were signs that there is going to be some kind of a shutdown, they had, the economy had started slowing down, although the shutdown came on the 22nd, uh, but before that there were early signs. 
Um, so therefore, there was not too much talk in the system. And, and Morbi anyway generally does not work on more than a 15 to 20 days talk. So I would suppose that that's the kind of talk available. There, the working capital limit is stretched mostly in receivables, uh, which is a, which is, which is actually tougher to deal with in this scenario, because you're relying on, um, the builder and the builder relying on the EMIs to be paid by the, uh, home buyer, etc. So, I'm not sure of the figure as to what it is. Uh, you're saying it's 1250 crore. It could uh, be more or less somewhere there. But that is going to be a tough one for them. Will they be able to restart? My sense is they will restart quicker than us because they don't have too much stock. And they have also single lines. In our case, we have multiple lines, so we will be that much more sure of starting our plans. And again, the organized sector generally is sitting on 45 to 60 days stock. Uh, and our... Um, uh, so start moving uh, once things start normalizing in the country because, uh, like I said, the dealers don't have too much stock. Had this been um, the 1st of April, our plants would have had very little stock, but then our dealers would have been completely choked with uh, materials. But right now, it's the other way around. The plants are sitting on about 45-plus uh, days of stock, and uh, the dealers are sitting with hardly any stock. That's interesting. Uh, sir, in this difficult times, uh, obviously the dealers would expect uh, some sort of support from the companies. Uh, you did indicate that the dealer stock is not much, uh, but is it something that the industry has done to support the dealer base, like something what we see in pains? Uh, it's a very different industry, uh, but uh, players like Asian pains, they have gone all out to actually support the dealer base. Uh, sir, any specific similar trends that we are observing uh, in tiles or bathware space? So, I don't know about uh, the industry because I haven't seen any letters going through. But our letter to dealers, we had two uh, mails which went out, one early in April. Uh, in fact, in May itself, uh, sorry, in March itself, where we offered uh, uh, on various payment terms uh, uh, between... 2% to 1% for early payment and obviously during the first initial days of lockdown things were very tentative but in the last 15 days we've seen uh, receivables uh, being uh, uh, coming in and uh, they are taking advantage and uh, this was positioned in a way and genuinely so that the amount which we were paying uh, to them for uh, you know uh, for them to put their payments in was towards uh, them uh, taking this 2% or 1% depending on how much was it receivable to aid his staff and aid his uh, working capital. So that was one. Plus we have also uh, increased our uh, uh, cash uh, discount levels. Uh, so that is again um, an aid for the dealer. Uh, plus we have also done a very aggressive scheme for certain products where we get a lot of uh, a decent margin. Uh, for that, we have given a more aggressive scheme. That if somebody had to uh, purchase those products, then we will give them extra margin, um, extra discount. For which, uh, and that in a way, another way of channel financing from us, where we are giving him that extra margin to run his uh, show, and we are hoping that he keeps that extra discount which is offering and only offers what we were doing uh, earlier. Therefore, he will be able to, uh, you know, manage his uh, working capital a little better. Uh, we are also looking at uh, seeing if there are any opportunities where we can finance uh, through some banks or NBFCs where the consumer can directly get financed. We don't have a handle on that currently, but uh, yes, uh, the banks also, we, we are actively doing channel financing. So channel financing also dealers are uh, finding it uh, 
more and more easy for them to get the uh, channel finance and get that extra credit while paying uh, us uh, through the bank and getting an extra discount. So we've done uh, four or five of these measures. It's all out in the open. Similar things I have not seen with anybody else in the industry. In a writing, um, so if there is a one-to-one discussion with somebody, I can't tell. Perfect, perfect. Uh, so my uh, uh, related question over here is something like on the gas pricing, uh, which is expected to come down over uh, forthcoming months. Uh, should one look at this as a declining cost curve with lower tile prices, or should one look at uh, improving economics wherein the health of the industry can actually improve? A uh, little bit of both. I think uh, a lot of our material was also coming in uh, from uh, uh, Spain and Italy. So, uh, you know, we're going to be making, all of us are going to be making a beeline to uh, find local suppliers, which means that that cost will go up a little bit. So, I think the gas price to an extent uh, will get negated with uh, some other costs going up. And we're not, we're not sure as to what the gas price will be uh, because Morgi was on uh, spot prices. But uh, for us in uh, our northern plant, where it's a three-month average on the crude, there we have a handle. So there we will have a substantial benefit. And we hope to keep most of this benefit because uh, um, uh, going forward, uh, supply chain is going to be affected not for one month, but a good six months. So to that extent, within the north, uh, we will see that much less of more be coming in in terms of uh, uh, logistics. So we're hoping that... Uh, a, a substantial portion of the gas price should be able to maintain. Having said that, of course, a little bit of cost for us also will go up because we will be uh, buying uh, certain other products uh, locally, like glazes and uh, fritz and uh, inks, which typically comes from um, Spain. Uh, and we're, we, we're okay with the supplies currently, and we hear Italy and Spain is opening up slowly, so that should not be an issue. But uh, really, um, this is all tentative. This is all uh, something which we are guessing. Nothing is confirmed. We do not know what will happen, how the logistics will turn up, how the lorries will start operating, what will be the cost, etc. Right. Is there any indication on Gujarat gas or historically based on your experience, how much is the time lag uh, for Gujarat gas to react to uh, global gas prices? Uh, no, they have their own formula. They never divulge the formula. So when the global price, the gas price was uh, uh, 20, 21 rupees, uh, for a standard kilometer, they were charging 30. So, what their mathematics is only then. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so, then move to the second theme, uh, exports as, as an opportunity. Uh, now, if one looks at China, export numbers, uh, it was around 900 million square meter in CY70, that's the last available I could find. Now, either on back of uh, COVID, that could be a potential backlash against China. And we just looked at uh, four of the top eight export destinations for China. Uh, either they have some sort of status already placed or there are ongoing investigations. So, sir, what we are trying to understand is uh, our on. Yeah, Rikul, you can go ahead. Yeah. Uh, hi, Rishik, sir. I was looking at specifically exports as an opportunity. Uh, looking at the backlash that China can actually face going forward, uh, how do you see the industry will actually react uh, to this opportunity which is uh, there in front of us? Yeah, the Somali uh, and other organized players also for us exports not a very large market, but uh, it may become much uh, better. Of course, we're still going to be uh, focused uh, in the country uh, because we're well, well branded here, so we will take advantage of that going forward. But having said that, um, what we hear is on one side we have an anti-dumping which may be 
imposed on uh, India from Saudi Arabia. A substantial amount of export goes to Saudi Arabia. Close to about 2,000 crores of export is only to Saudi Arabia. Uh, the other GCC countries uh, also are in that same anti-dumping, but I don't think they're going to be, um, uh, you know, paying any attention to that because none of the other GCC countries have any uh, own manufacturing. So they are 100% export driven so there is no reason for them to have an anti-dumping. Uh, so that is uh, that is a dampener for the industry. Uh, the positive is that other countries, like you rightly said, specifically America, Australia, which were typically China dependent, uh, and America has already put a very large duty on China. I believe it's upwards of 500 percent on tariffs. So that will be an opportunity. But it's a, uh, export is always a slow uh, process because uh, you need to develop certain designs of the uh, of the likes of the country. Uh, there are some allies and dislikes in terms of sizes and also from, uh, you know, colors. So that is going to uh, be a long run, but I think you're absolutely right. That will be a huge advantage to India. Uh, and these countries will open up uh, fairly substantially for India, while uh, maybe one country would be closing for India. Although it will not close completely, uh, there was uh, a geometrified tile and wall tile which were going to Saudi. Uh, volatiles, uh, even though the duty has been put on India and, uh, and, and Saudi Arabia at the same time, there's a 16 to 17 percent differential in duty, um, which means that India would still be very competitive in volatile, even though there is a differential in duty between us and China. But GVT, there may be issues where China is still be competitive with the 17 percent advantage. So, uh, yet to be seen, uh, to conclude, I think there are certain countries which will definitely open up. There is going to be a backlash on China. Uh, the two countries which have clearly given their view on the China backlash, one clearly is the U.S. and the other one is Australia. Interesting. Sir, any specific reason why GCC hasn't come up with final duties as yet? So, this letter which came out even two weeks ago, these kind of letters have done the rounds four times earlier in the last one year. So even now we don't know whether this is a final duty or not, because from the letter uh, there is a lot of panic in the system. But if you read the fine print, it basically is the is the authorities have recommended the duty and put it to the government. Now it's for the government to then take it up and actually uh, impose the duty. So when we spoke to the uh, CHA there and we also spoke to the customs through some dealers, uh, when I when I mean we, I mean Morbi Industries were interested party in terms of Saudi Arabia. When they spoke, they said the customs still don't have any notification from the government, as this is only a suggestion which is gone from the um, the uh, authority that this is the duty which should be applicable, if at all. So, not sure of that, not sure of what is happening. And we don't have a single square meter which goes to Saudi. So, I wouldn't know, and I really haven't bothered to find out what it's going to be. But, uh, Modi is uh, uh, completely on top of it. Right. So, 40% of India's exports is to GCC. Now, hypothetically, if this duty is not supposed to come and crude remains to where it is, what will be the sort of uh, uh, demand impact uh, if it is provide some color? I understand we don't export, but color on whether it is B2B, B2C, is it uh, large government? How should one look at this? Uh, going back to GCC, I think uh, you're right. For 40% is GCC, out of which 20% is Saudi. Uh, so, of the total 40%, 50% is Saudi and the balance 50% is other GCC. The other GCCs, I don't think, will be affected. Like I said, they don't, uh, they don't produce a single square meter. 
then this uh, uh, particular number should move up because they will be importing the product from India also, what they are currently importing from China, which is a bit of a Right. And sir, at what stage did you get excited on exports as opportunity when you look at margins, working capital and uh, return ratios? Uh, so, sir, how does it start right now and uh, when will you get excited on exports as opportunity? Look, uh, as far as we are concerned, we are going to be uh, largely domestic focused. I don't think we're moving that focus. Uh, uh, this export opportunity is, as far as we're concerned, maybe short-lived, so we may push exports for this year to keep the plant running, uh, even at a smaller margin. But uh, do we look at export as a serious business for us, which is north of maybe, let's say, 15% of revenue? I don't think that's happening for a long time. Currently, it is about... Uh, uh, Sunit, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's about 3% or 4% of our revenue. It may go up to 6 to 7% of our revenue for this year. And and going forward again, domestic would uh, start becoming more serious and export either will remain at the same uh, uh, level or maybe again come down to the 4-5%. Interesting. Uh, so then, just move to the next theme uh, on demand and diversification. You did touch upon demand uh, in, in a bit. Uh, sir, how do you look at diversification? So we have a very exciting segment called uh, Pathware, wherein we have been doing pretty well. Uh, so looking at uh, the current scenario wherein the new housing starts are likely to be uh, slow, uh, how do you look at our marketing strategy one and secondly diversification as uh, one of the aspects when it when it comes to overall companies revenues? So, we are not diversifying to any other segment except the bath fittings and uh, sanitary wear. We did make a small uh, foray into uh, leisure, which will remain a very small portion. But bath wear and sanitary wear uh, is, is the main uh, uh, focus outside of guys. Uh, having said that, uh, currently, uh, I think it is extremely prudent for us to start uh, getting um, the tiles up and running before anything else because that's 85% of our revenue. Uh, maybe more than that. Uh, bathware does, uh, continues to be interesting, specifically the sanitary wear segment, which, which gives us a better, uh, margin. And, uh, we're well established there now, uh, being the fifth largest in the country, in terms of manufacturing, fifth largest in terms of revenue. So we, that continues to excite us, uh, and we will keep pushing, uh, on the sanitary wear segment. Bathware is, uh, also a good segment, but it does not give us the same kind of margin as sanitary wear. Uh, so to that extent, but then it goes hand in glass. So that will keep getting pushed. Our plants are um, fully equipped, and we don't need any um, further upgradation or any further uh, uh, capacity addition there because we just made large capacity additions uh, in the last 15 months. So we're good as far as capacity is concerned. It's a question of now utilizing as much as possible, uh, and, and that will largely depend on how the demand comes in the next few months uh, or the next few quarters. Specifically on demand, you did indicate that post-COVID things are uh, pretty murky right now and that's anybody's guess. Uh, but when we look at our so marketing strategy on B2B versus B2C versus rural versus urban, uh, sir, how do you think that the industry's strategies will change? So, uh, specifically on the B2B side, wherein things are going slow, is it like the incentives for the influencers that the architects can increase? Or on the B2B side, you did indicate there are four different variables that we touched upon to uh, take care of the dealer base at this juncture. 
so do you see more of incentives or how do you see the marketing strategy will evolve uh, given the next 6-8 months are likely to be tough overall for the industry? I don't think it will be fair to comment on a long-term strategy because uh, we should play to the norm. And the norm is that hopefully we're all hoping uh, for the best, which is that a vaccine would be found in the next uh, 12 to 15 months. Uh, and maybe over the next 24 months, most most people would have the vaccine uh, administered. So having said that, I don't think it will be fair to change strategies or change gears on a short-term outlook. But yes, for this year, uh, our strategy on marketing will be that we are going to do whatever it takes for our dealers to uh, start get going. Uh, whatever marketing spend will be, will will be mostly skewed towards uh, getting footfalls for the dealer, uh, skewed towards getting a more uh, uh, footprint at the dealer shop, uh, more shop space or shelf space at the dealer shop. So that will be the key uh, drivers. Uh, of course, the masons, architects and plumbers will also be uh, paying a large role. So there will be certain incentives there, but I think the maximum incentive or maximum spend would be towards uh, generating demand for the dealer. And that will be at the dealer shop and uh, driving uh, through social media, etc., driving demand into his store. So that would be the strategy for this year. Going forward, I don't think it, we would want to change any strategy currently because we're all shooting in the dark. Uh, and if, if life goes back to a new normal, uh, which is not very different from now except the social distancing and uh, the, the masks, uh, sanitizers, etc. So that I think we should discuss this maybe right down the line when the world has actually found a new normal. We don't even know what the new normal is currently. Right. So when you look at our seismic, uh, it's a more bent towards uh, urban areas. Uh, but uh, when we speak with uh, cement distributors or the companies in the cement space, uh, what we hear is the rural part of the story is actually doing pretty okay on back of a strong uh, rabbi crop. Uh, so how do you look at this? Like, do you think uh, it's, it's a variable that one needs to tap on or the industry will look at it? Uh, and how do you approach this? Uh, Absolutely. Our uh, sales also more than 75% comes from tier 2, tier 3 towns. So, urban uh, sale anyway for the last five years was start, had started dipping. And with the red zone issues, it will further dip uh, in the short term. So, rural has always been a uh, push for us. But for us, the definition of rural is a little different than a cement company. Uh, we are, after all, uh, a finishing product, unlike a cement, which is a basic product to make a house. So to that extent, I don't think we will go so deep into rural, but uh, yes, we will go deeper than what it is today. The uh, so pricing has been quite exclusive for this sector. Earlier, there was food from unorganized to organized, uh, then it was BST, uh, and there has been supply from Morbi, which always keeps on coming. It never dies out despite uh, all, all the right things. Uh, so how should one look at uh, the pricing uh, theme for the sector? Like, uh, any particular variable that one should keep watch on, I remember earlier you did indicate that the thickness of the tiles, uh, to the extent it could have been reduced, I think most of it has been done. So, uh, the, the variables when it comes to Jugaad, which are at, uh, which are at the disposal for Mopi, that is something which is reducing by the day. So, sir, how should one look at pricing, uh, as a scheme for the space? Uh, sir, that's, that's my last question. So that's true. I mean, they have already reduced prices to an extent and compromised the quality to an extent that there's very little cushion left uh, on that front. 
Uh, yes, if the short term gas price may advantage them a little bit, but we don't know what the gas price will be. And uh, uh, I think the Jugar mostly is being uh, the erasure of taxes. But going forward, if the Indian government, uh, which anyway is going to be dealing under pressure of underutilized capacity across industries, GST collection is going to be um, probably at record lows uh, since uh, GST was implemented for the next six to eight months to show. With the entire hotel industry, travel industry all becoming completely to a standstill, GST collection is going to be nowhere close to uh, where it used to be as as a normal. Therefore, uh, I would suppose and hope that the government takes uh, cognizance of this and starts uh, acting up or uh, acting um, heavily or uh, penalizing the evaders very substantially because it, it, the Morbi's biggest divide was uh, uh, evasion of taxes and what we hear even now where they are panicking with the anti-dumping, panicking with the uh, demand not coming in, panicking with the uh, receivable issues with their, uh, which they have extended to builders, they are already thinking in line that, you know, maybe the only way to survive now is to increase the evasion. Um, if that happens, the government really needs to act on it and uh, make sure that they have, uh, get their good GST collection. The other way which we have proposed to the government is to lower the GST from 18 to 12%. And uh, we're reasonably sure that that would uh, further get more people to comply uh, on the GST rather than evade. So let's see how that goes. Uh, really don't know uh, how Morbi reacts and how the government is going to whether shut their eyes or uh, keep their eyes open. Uh, fortunately, with GST coming in, they know exactly what's happening uh, in Morbi. It's a question of them acting and taking uh, uh, taking the bull by the horn. One is uh, one is early signs, but are you seeing some sort of downtrading in the tariff segment, given the economic uh, issues out there and purchasing power of people uh, getting a bit impacted in the near term, especially with your experience, how last one or two cycles in the tariff industry would have been, and if you can provide some anecdotes on that. What do you mean downtrading? Can you elaborate? In terms of the higher uh, purchasing tariffs, you know, people cutting back on the realization in terms of uh, going for a slightly inferior size in terms of pricing? Uh, true, that will happen. Uh, obviously, anybody uh, going to start purchasing now is going to be very careful as to what he's buying. And therefore, I said at the beginning of the call that people are going to want to buy from somebody who they know and whom they trust rather than buying anything. So that should be a big huge uh, advantage for the brand. What has happened in the tile industry, unlike other industries, is the what we used to think is value addition, for example, the 2x4 tiles or the 60x60 tiles uh, have actually become so cheap over the last 4-5 years that uh, it's become a new uh, fashion statement to buy that. And the differential between that and uh, the lowest quality tile has reduced uh, quite substantially. Therefore, uh, I think what will be under pressure here will be the large, the very large slab tiles which were being produced by 7-8, uh, uh, actually a little more, 12-13 uh, more the players. That will definitely be impacted. Even there, the better ones will survive and the, and the uh, poor ones will probably fade away because they will have a lot of debt on the book and uh, people are not going to be buying such uh, high value added ties. So, the ties between the uh, 30 rupees and the 70 rupees, I don't think will be having too much of an issue in terms of purchasing because in the um, uh, food chain of flooring and wall, we still are the cheapest uh, amongst all other pairs of marble, wood, paint, etc. Sure. Uh, so my second question is with respect to the tiling, the bathware uh, part of the business. 
uh, what we hear is, you know, uh, Jaguar has actually been now number one, or I think it's very close to being number one player in that segment, uh, despite being a very low interest. So how do you see the overall competitive intensity in that space, while the leader has lost the market share, but there are other players, including us, who are trying to gain market share. So how is the overall competitive scenario playing out in that industry? In that industry, all the global players are already here for the last 10 years. There's Kohler, Duravi, Toto, Market Center, etc. They've been here um, anywhere between 10 and 15 years. So the competitive environment there is already played out. So it doesn't play only like that. It's a relation which has been already there with uh, Jaguar in CD fittings and therefore they were able to leverage on that relation. Uh, hats off to them. And uh, that is what played out for them. And I think, uh, like I said, the sanitary wear and... Uh, uh, bath fittings go hand in glove, uh, and unlike a wallpaper or a paint and sanitary wear, we do not go hand in glove. Uh, our distributors are the same. So we are also playing the same card. Wherever we are strong with a distributor in tiles, we are able to be more successful with our sanitary wear. Uh, currently, we are also finding uh, some uh, easy successes because uh, we are not so well penetrated, but our quality is excellent as at par with the Paris and wear or Terra of the world. Uh, therefore, uh, the dealer, because they're not well penetrated in the market, the dealer is getting a better margin in, on our product. Uh, therefore, wanting to stock our product more than uh, somebody else. So, we are being successful there. But then, the minute we also become that large, we will be in the same boat again. But uh, I think the environment as far as uh, global competition is concerned, in the sanitary segment has already played out in the last 10 years. There's, there's nobody new which is there globally, which, which is not already in India. Okay, okay. And that's the last question. In terms of the working capital for the smaller guys, while there's always a hope of, you know, uh, some shift of uh, basically an organized going to organize, working capital, what we hear from Channel Check for the Morbi guys, was actually about 120, 150 days before this COVID crisis. Do you believe that in the last three years, this is actually the biggest pain point for the sector and now actually it's like a tipping point wherein uh, there is no option but the unorganized guys to move the market share? Because for the working capital, that will not happen now. Of course, there is absolutely zero room as far as working capital is concerned. And your channel check just had 150 days. We have no clue what is the uh, working capital as far as Morbi is concerned with the builders. Because there they go directly. Uh, it's not going through the channel. So, it's the pain is a lot more than what is uh, known. The only thing is that please discount that uh, in the channel, uh, 120 days, is there when they collect 20-30% of the 100 rupee bill, for example, in cash. Even after that is 120 days. So to an extent, they are uh, okay when they collect the cash because that comes in quickly. But uh, as far as uh, uh, the, the, the check part of it is, yes, you're right. It's about 150 days or, 120 days or more. Uh, you know, the gas consumption for the company, what percentage is, uh, you know, priced uh, by Gujarat gas, such as it is used inside uh, Murti and in Gujarat, and versus what is, uh, you know, Outside Gujarat, can just share that. So currently, when we stopped, the prices in north were about 33 rupees a standard cubic meter in our north plant. And in our, uh, uh, the, the Morbi plants, uh, which are seven of them, there the price was, I think, 27 rupees a uh, standard cubic meter. And then the south plant was also about 27 rupees a standard cubic meter. So this is the pricing. What I want is what percentage of the total uh, consumption in SPM of gas for the year uh, is, uh, is in South, is in Morbi, and is in North. Roughly. So Morbi, Morbi is a uh, buy and sell model, right? So 
they have the uh, gas cost, so it's, it's already built into the pricing when you're then buying from there. So the maximum gas we use is in the north only. So that's the largest plant. So what you see on my balance sheet, a good 70% of that would be my north plant. 30% is my west plant. And as far as south and uh, uh, Morbi is concerned, it's built into the purchase price. Sunit, am I correct on that? Uh, just the clarity is there. When you look at the console financials, obviously it would be part of power and fuel only because in console each plant's cost would go in a respective rate. But the clarification given by Vishakji is on from a standalone financial perspective. Because in our standalone financial, only power consumption of our own plant and the rest plant is coming in power and fuel, rest is in purchase. But sir, if you just on the console side, if you can just tell me, like, you know, if your total consumption of gas is so many SEM, what percentage roughly is, uh, you know, linked to Brent on a rolling basis and what percentage is Gujarat gas which is ad hoc pricing? See, our large plant is approximately 27-28% of supports. That is uh, linked to this uh, Brent formula and supplied by gas. Rest, all plants situated in Gujarat is uh, through Gujarat gas only except a very fractional percentage is through APM in our West plant. So the entire facility of Gujarat is linked to Gujarat. So roughly 30% is brand, uh, rolling brand pricing and 70% is Gujarat gas spot at hoc pricing, right? Yeah, which includes the uh, South plant also, which is slightly different, that is on the spot gas contract. That's all the facilities are in Gujarat. I would like to thank Abhishek uh, Ji, uh, Saita Sir and uh, Kumar Sir for making time uh, for this conference call.